Hello there, guys, and welcome back to Off the Pitch. And truly, Chelsea have really reached the depths of hell after that 2-1 defeat. Now, now, you may be wondering, oh, where is the Fulham review? I've decided not to make a Fulham review. I've decided to wait for news to come out after the game. And here we are. Today, I will be talking about all the problems with Chelsea from the hierarchy all the way down to what's going on in the pitch. But firstly, I look say, hope you guys are doing well. And I know many Chelsea fans are currently not in a good mood right now. We have Crystal Palace next and Liverpool next. And personally, I think we need to get one we need to win one of those games. If we don't, Potter is in big, big, big trouble. Like all the fans will be screaming for him to leave. But I will be giving my reasons today why Potter should be allowed a couple more games or a couple more weeks on this team to see what he can do. But first, I'd like to let you know that if you have any feedback on my episodes, please, uh, please, just, it could be anything, just drop it down if you're listening on Spotify. And yeah, uh, let's get into it. Getting on to my first point, we need to talk about off-the-pitch problems firstly, and then we'll get into on-the-pitch problems later on. And I'd like to start off by saying to Chelsea fans who want Abramovich back, who want to go back, I personally think that that is not, just just don't even try to think about that because all it will do, it it will provide more toxicity to the club and to the training ground and to the mood of Chelsea right now. It's just making everything worse. And we need to move on to the problem with recruitment. In the old regime, Abramovich wouldn't be in control of most parts. He would leave it to the employees to do it. And that's we're talking about recruitment. And I must say, since 2017, Chelsea have had horrific recruitment staff or horrific recruitment because Chelsea don't re- want, they don't rely on their managers to get recruitment. I think it's most, mostly the recruitment staff that are getting low signing. It's not the managers. And that's the main problem. I'll give you some few examples. Bakayoko, Lukaku, Morata, uh, Werner, Havertz, um, Smellingsar, list goes on. Aubameyang, right now at least. We never know what kind of change in the future. But recruitment has been absolutely horrific. Even in the Todd Bowley era, when he started in the summer, he was just going for everybody, I would say. He wasn't really focusing on what... He wasn't... He was kind of not... He wanted to go out at the end of the transfer window. So he had wasted, he basically wasted £200 million on players that Potter never bought. It was mostly Tuchel. And then five days later, or a couple of days later, he, they sack him. Which, for me, just doesn't make sense. Totally doesn't make sense. And another problem with recruitment back in the Bramovich era was during the 2020 season where we bought like six players after transfer ban. I've, only, I've heard that only one of those signings was, was Edouard Mendy, and that's what Frank Lampard wanted. All the other five signings, Havertz, Werner, Ziek, all of them was just from the recruitment staff which clearly suggests to me that that we don't have the best recruitment in this football club right now. We are currently scattergunning for everybody. For example, Jao Felix. 
I personally think that's not Graham Potter signing. Batty Ashilu was Graham Graham Potter signing. But Joe Felix, I think, was just a desperation signing. Although he got a red card yesterday, he played well. We'll get on to that later. Um, that, would, that, that wasn't Graham Potter. Like, if you could... He doesn't... For me, he just went for the, the players that were available in the market and he, he, he knew who he could get. And that's... Yeah. To me, that's all the problems with recruitment. Probably more. However, since Christopher Vavell is starting his recruitment um, a couple days ago, I think things could change going into the future since Todd Bowley is not in charge of the scoring director, which is like where um, they they find the right players to recruit in. And yeah, personally, big problems right now, but I, hopefully with Christopher Vavell, I think it could change in the future. And yeah, uh, we'll be moving on to our next point, which is the medical team. Currently, right now, Chelsea are in a big injury crisis. Like, flipping hell. We've, we've had 11 injuries. 11 injuries. And we just started off the World Cup. Like, to me, it just totally doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense how Chelsea are this, are this soft to getting injuries. Players that just fall down, like Pulisic the other day, when he, feel, he fell down against uh, get, and went, and Man City, he's now out for two months. Two months. To me, it just doesn't make sense. Right now, we have 11 injuries. Kante, Sterling, Felix, who's suspended, of course. James, Fafana, Benchewa, Boya, Loftus-Cheek, Pulisic, Mendy, Zachariah. I, I don't understand what is... What is going on in the medical team? For me, we need to start investigating. And that's what Chelsea have done. I've heard a couple of days ago that Chelsea have um, hired a private firm for celebrities. Celebrities to come and check up on how, what the medical staff are doing. However, to me, this is a big problem. Absolutely big, big problem. There's a difference between... Medical team for athletes and medical team for celebrities. Like, they're not on the same level. For, it just it just baffles me what Todd Bowley is doing. Todd Bowley. Like, the hierarchy are clearly doing something's wrong. Like, it just doesn't... It doesn't make sense. Another point I would like to go on, uh, get going about the medical team is... The sacking of the old medical team... It doesn't make sense because Chelsea are sacking the old medical team on a Zoom call. That's just completely disrespectful. That's not my point. My point is Chelsea should have had a transition like where the new medical team understands what the old medical team are doing so the players don't get totally confused on how things are running. The players are currently confused on why the medical team was sacked so quickly and so vastly the the change has been clearly just just been horrific for us like everything has been horrific from top to bottom of the football club it's been horrific yeah that's basically it for the medical team next point i'll be going to is chelsea should have changed the staff much slower than they should than they did when top bowling uh bought the club 
when when Todd Bowley bought the bought Chelsea, he started off by, of course, changing changing all the staff, sacking some staffs like Petr Cech and Marina Granovskaya, our sporting director. To me, that is completely. To me, like right now, looking back, Chelsea should have. They should have took taking their time more. What I mean by that is, maybe the old staff should have should have should have stayed for longer and showed how showed the new staff on how each each bit of the club was run bit by bit in each, in each detail from the recruitment to the medical team. And clearly, that has not happened. Clearly, his plan has failed. And but. The truth is, to all Chelsea fans here, the club is in transition and we need time to adjust. But does that mean performances should drop also? Like, there has to be a balance between performances and the transition that we're going through. Maybe it's because Graham Potter is not the skilled manager that would take us to the next level during this transition stage. But once we do get past this transition stage, maybe he can take us to the next, to to different level that we're playing right now. And this leads on to my on the pitch problems. And oh boy, there's a lot of problems that we need to fix from the coach to the players. It's been absolutely shambolic. Let's say that. Okay, so now we move on to on the pitch problems. Right now, Coach Graham Potter, before this two goal, before this Lampard. However, this time it's much more different. Todd Bowley has given him a five-year contract with, on 60 million. So that, that would equate to about 12 million pounds a year, which for me sounds, sounds absolutely ridiculous because he hasn't really proven himself with trophies or with his quality. Maybe he did, he did really good things at Brighton. That was Brighton. When you're at Chelsea, it's a whole different level. It's a whole different ball game. And yeah, this is, this is why this this is my problems with the coach. Firstly, to, when we look at Chelsea playing, we can see no movement, no urgency, no physicality, and just no aggressiveness from any of the players. We just see soft, nice players. Not not those. He, they're not they're not urged to be like how Jose wants them to be, like Jose Mourinho. They want. He wants them to be not nice guys. He wants them to be like like aggressive and with urgency. And that's the difference between... That's one of the main impacts to how Chelsea play. The coach doesn't have hold of the dressing room. I am sorry, but the body language on the pitch is absolutely horrific. You can see... I'll, I'll give you an example. Kai Havertz. He, his body language... When when he got when in the early stages of the game where Felix went past the player, skipped past the player, passed it to Felix, I mean passed it to Havertz, sorry, and Havertz just shot with with barely any power. He just he just kicked it. That's all he did. He didn't actually go for power, and that shows me that clearly he does not give he doesn't give anything to the football club. Maybe he just gives some energy, I guess. But that's but that's not what we paid Kai Havertz for, and to me, he doesn't have the dressing room right now, and that's his fault, because what he what Graham Potter needs to do, he needs to put his foot down and say, 
This is Chelsea Football Club. This is Chelsea Football Club. You're in or out. We need performances in every game. We need to be consistent, and clearly these players are not doing what he's asked. However, some some stats have proven to me that in Brighton, in his first two seasons, he had he had a streak of at least ten losses in a row in each season. However, Chelsea Chelsea don't accept this. The fans don't accept this, and this leads back to the point of off the pitch problems in the old regime. It's just hire and fire. If you're if you're a string of games one month, you haven't been playing well, you're out. That's the bottom line. But yeah, that's he didn't have all the dressing room. And when you see him on the touchline, he has no urgency. He has no anger in him. He has no passion with the way he plays. Maybe because he's a super nice guy outside of football. Like, he could be. could be. But no urgency. And that separates from the goods and the greats. Pep Guardiola, Jurgen Klopp's a great. Thomas Tuchel can arguably be a great, but I don't think we should go that far yet. But... That's, that's what separates from the okay managers and the good managers and the great managers. The ones who really who really put their foot down and say, oh, if you guys, if, if we see any poor, poor performances, you're out. To those players, we need, you need, we, need, we need those good performances and that consistency. Next, do we seriously see a system? Do we see a system... And a formation in the previous game against Fulham, where we lost 2-1. We saw us go with the 3-4-3, maybe three at the back, four, two wingbacks, two, two, two center mids, and, and a number 10 with one playing in behind the striker and one a striker. And the previous game, we went with a 4-2-3-1, four, four, four defenders, two... two DMs, um, 10, uh, two wingers, and a number nine. We need to see consistency. If we don't see consistency, how are we going to ever improve? Maybe because Hakim Ziyech wasn't fit and he couldn't play him. But the players will never, ever hold on to the philosophy that you're trying to bring if you're not going to be consistent in your formation. If, because if you keep changing it, how will the players learn the new way, way you want them to play? It's, it just, he, I feel like he doesn't have the quality here. The quality between Brighton and Chelsea Football Club is much different. Brighton are ahead of us on the table, I'm pretty sure. They, they are ahead of the tra- table. But this is not Brighton anymore. This is Chelsea Football Club. We won Champions League, Premier League, Super Cups, FA Cups. We've actually got, we won everything. And... And that's what separates the good from the Thomas Tuchel and Graham Potter. Thomas Tuchel knows the standards. Legends like Petr Cech, Frank Lampard, Drogba, Ashley Cole. Those players understood the level that we need. We we need to play. However, these players just don't get it. They don't get. They they might be too scared. They might be too fragile to play. They might be too nice to play against. It just it it. We need more urgency from the players. If we, if we went out with a fight against Fulham yesterday and we gave everything on that pitch, 
I would have been happy because at least we show, show effort. But players like Chalaba, Koulibaly, Kepa, Mount, Havertz, Kovacic. I can't believe Kovacic played bad yesterday. Maybe he just had a bad game. But they all played absolutely horrific. Thiago Silva played played well, I would say. Um, who else? Felix. I'm struggling to name names. That's how... That's the... That's how bad we are. That's how horrific we're playing. That's how... Just everything is bad from bottom to top of the football club. It's just... And everything comes from the manager. Nothing comes from the players. It's all from the manager. The players need to... The players respond to the managers by playing. But that... But everything the players do comes down to the manager. And... In the next part, I will be saying... Whether we should keep keep him or we should sack him. Now, coming to the decision, whether I think we should sack him or not, there's a lot of factors that come into influence. For example, we're in transition, we have injuries, all that nonsense. But for me, we've gone past the line, the red line. The, there's always a red line to everything. And if it gets any worse than this, there's always a red line. And if you cross that red line, which, because at the end of the day, Chelsea's a, bit, uh, Chelsea's a business. And if the owners are losing, you know, they're losing money or they're losing any revenue or anything, then, then at the end of the day, they're going to have to sack them. Because clearly, clearly they're not making any profit. There's always profit margins. And... If he crosses that line, which I think could be in a couple games, if we keep losing, then he's clearly getting the sack. But we have to understand that we have 12 players injured also. So for me, I would give him a couple of games. I would give him the Palace game and the Liverpool game. And let's see what where we can go from there. Because we need... For me, we're too reliant on Reshams. Everyone knows that now. And... We shouldn't be relying on Reshames because we need when he's out, we are absolutely we haven't got a clue on how to play. Main mainly because we don't have an attacking force on the right hand side and Kukurella's not playing at all. He's been absolutely horrific, I must say. But tomorrow's game, which I'm I am dropping a preview on soon, will be absolute absolutely detrimental if we lose that game. Because right now, Aston Villa are tied on us with points. If Crystal Palace beat us tomorrow, then then they have another game in hand, I th- I'm pretty sure. And they'll be tied on points with us. And we'll, we might be dropping into the relegation battle, which I must say, to all those Chelsea fans who think we're going to go in a relegation battle, just stop with that nonsense. There's no way you're getting relegated. Even if we get to relegation battle... We we aren't gonna get relegated. Calm down, Chelsea fans. Yeah, give him give him the pass game, give him the Liverpool game, and let's see if we can go from there. Because we have a two week break after that. Then we play Fulham, West Ham, and then Tottenham later on. So yeah, just give give him time, give him a bit more time. Just give him give give him until the injuries come back. Once the injuries come, injured players like Kante, Reece James, Chilwell, then we can see what he's trying to do. Because with these players, with these Deadwood. We aren't going to get anywhere. 
we need the, we need the key players back. So yeah, thank you guys for listening to this video to this episode. Sorry, and I'll, I will be dropping my Crystal Palace uh, preview tomorrow and the review after that. So tune in for that and hit the notification bell on Spotify if you are listening on Spotify. And yeah, take care, guys. I'll see you guys soon, and peace out.